0: Almost on every call, we ask for a referral, even if the person in front of us is not a qualified prospect because we never know who they know. And then when we ask that a hundred times, Steve, we get referrals for our customers.
1: You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and today we got an amazing interview for you. Uh, If you've ever felt like you've been walking around in business with a leaky bucket, today is the day we're gonna fix that for you. Uh, I'm talking with Mustafa Hosseini. He's the founder of Perseo, and they are just an amazing company that helps fix follow up for businesses. Uh, He is the creator of the simple retention formula, the simple marketing formula, the simple offer formula. I love that it's all simple. And for the past 12 years, he's helped business owners and entrepreneurs build profitable businesses in a whole range of niche markets and industries. And currently his call center helps establish businesses fix their follow-up problem so that they can scale through referrals and customer retention without spending money on ads, which I think is super important today. And so Mustafa, I'm excited to have you here. And uh, this is a big, important topic. I've I've always said the fortune's in the follow-up. So uh, I'm excited to hear your your solution.
0: Well, uh, thanks for the warm welcome. Uh, Great to be here and I look forward to our conversation. And you're right, follow-up is a big problem. It, that's why that's why we got into it. Yeah, I I think that's the
1: probably the biggest opportunity most businesses have to to get growth it's right right under their nose. So, give us a little bit of background on on you. How did you get to this stage of your career where like follow up is the whole thing that you're focused on?
0: Absolutely. So, uh, I went to school for marketing, got a diploma in marketing, then I got a, my bachelor's in marketing and business management then i started a marketing agency and i ran it from 2010 to 2018 where we did a to z full service digital marketing along with coaching and consulting our customers and uh, over the years every time i ran out of cash or customers or you know i had a payroll and i had you know payments to make and my bank account was empty i would worry about it for a few days and then i learned this from dan kennedy about the power of follow-ups and retention and how nobody does it So then I would realize that I have a list of prospects and customers and past customers that I could probably call. So I would pick up the phone and have a very friendly conversation. And on the day of, or shortly after, I would get cash, appointments, referrals, introductions, and you name it. So we kept doing it. I'm like, this is awesome. So we were doing like every three or four months, at least every six months. And then 2018, I started teaching simple marketing formula, which was the results uh, uh, and the 80, 20 of marketing for what we had experienced with. So I started sharing everything that was working for us and for our customers. And the last module was always customer retention. Then I'd be like, people, this is the most profitable, highest converting marketing activity. And here's the script that we use to get cash appointments and referrals. So grab this, take it and call your list today with a very, very friendly and nurturing approach and you're gonna see cash starting today and nobody would do it. (laughs) And I'm like, like, people, this is the script. These are your people, they're your customers. Just pick up the phone and have a very friendly conversation. They still wouldn't do it. So later on, I had a guy who was making calls for us and he was looking for more work. And then uh, uh, during when when I was running Simple Marketing Formula, I'd be like, people, I have a guy who's looking for more work. Here's what he does, he could call your list. Who wants an introduction? Everybody. I'm like, that's interesting. Then later on, I'm like, what if we do it for you and we manage this for you? Who wants us, who wants us to do that? They're like, yeah, brother, sign me up. (laughs) So long story short, I realized that because it's natural and easy for me, I pick up the phone and call people to have a conversation. I just learned that people just hate to pick up the phone. So we started a call center specializing in follow-ups and fixing that problem so that's the story
1: yeah well and, and it's so true people avoid particularly now which you know when i started in business it, you know it was the mid 90s the internet wasn't really everywhere i mean we didn't even have email at my first company when i first started um took another year year and a half and so the phone's pretty natural as a way to get things done, but now, for a lot of people, it is just like the worst thing you could ask them to do is pick up the phone and make absolutely. a call.
0: Absolutely,
1: but it's also it's the most like effective.
0: This, absolutely, and it's the in the digital day and age where mostly everything is digital, the human connection, and the personal conversation is missing significantly, and you. Steve, I'm sure you, 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 you know this because you've got the book behind you on Unstoppable Referrals. You'd be surprised how often people, often people thank us for calling them and thinking of them. What I hear quite often is, oh my God, thank you for thinking of me. And the personal conversation is missing. So that's what we focus on. That's what we specialize in.
1: Yeah. And I think it's it's an easy way to stand out these days because most everything is being pushed digital. So when you do show up in person, it really differentiates and um, and it can be very valuable. So, you know, you mentioned that you kind of took a poll and um, asked your, your customers if they wanted you to be able to make the, the calls, everybody raised their hand. So I'm curious, like, you know, you started doing that for your customers and what what were some of the things that happened as you began to to reach out and and warm up and and have that personal contact with their their customer base
0: so we do a few different types of campaigns one is basically we manage the follow up from the time people opt in to download a lead magnet all the way to a webinar an exist an event existing customers and past customers so from the the, the opt-ins and the um, webinars and the events, we follow up on that. So people get really happy with increase the quality of the customer service, book appointments that, and these are things that were not happening before, before and after webinars and events, we do follow-up calls, confirmation calls. And so that increases the show up rates. And on the back end of the webinars and events, it increases the conversion rates uh, with answering questions, again, booking appointments and a big piece that we work on. And we have it scripted and it's a a checklist item and that is asking for referrals so almost on every call we ask for a referral even if the person in front of us is not a qualified prospect because we never know who they know and even if they say you know what mustafa it's not a good time right now i don't have the money or whatever the reason or the excuse is we always ask well Thank you for letting us know, just curious, who do you know that is having a problem with X? And then when we ask that a hundred times, Steve, we get referrals for our customers. Yeah, you, you can't help but get them. Yeah. yeah, I can guarantee you referrals if you ask that question a hundred times,
1: at least you know, one. Well, and that, I think that's maybe, maybe that's what holds people back from this, is that you know, making a hundred calls can take time. And a lot of businesses don't have someone dedicated, you know, to make those sorts of calls. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, is that, do you see that as kind of the big barrier? What, what holds people back other than they just don't want to get on the phone?
0: So there's some myths and thought patterns that stops people from following up and picking up the phone. First one that they hear all the time is I don't want to bother them. And so, um, The fact of the matter is these people raised their hand, they became vulnerable, and they maybe went through Google, searched around, looked on your website, and they decided to reach out, raise their hand and say, Steve, I have a problem with my business, please help me. And here are a lot of business owners that are like, I don't wanna bother them. It's like, bro, this guy raised their hand and said, I need help, right? It's like, when you go to a doctor or you go to a hospital and you say, I have a broken shoulder, the doctors don't usually sit back and say, I don't wanna bother them. <laughs> they, sh- they show up and they help you fix your problem. Yeah. But we see a lot of business owners that they just sit back and let people experience the pain and carry on with their challenge. So the fact of the matter is that you're bothering them by not following up because they still have that problem, right?
1: You know, I think a lot of that comes from maybe. I don't think any business owner would ever express it this way, but I think it comes from a lack of belief or conviction in what you're offering. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you truly believed that what you're doing will transform the person that is on the other end of that that phone, you would pick up the phone in a heartbeat and do it.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Steve, my my sales philosophy is that I believe in my product and what I do so much so that I would pick up the phone and follow up with people, even if they say, Mustafa, don't call me anymore. Even if they call me a pest, even if they call me anything, because I know I have a product and a solution that can help them fix their problem. right? And that kind of the next step is would follow up on that with my follow-up philosophy to the point that would allow me to help them fix their problems. Even if I have to be persistent and consistent to help them get, get themselves out of their own way. Cause people will come up with all sorts of excuses. Oh, I don't know if it's a good time, blah, 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 blah. And so to your point, if you believe in what you're doing and you have the right philosophy and the right thought pattern, it will help you help yourself and help them quite a bit.
1: You know, you mentioned Dan Kennedy before and, you know, Dan has this phrase, you know, you want you want your follow up to be a welcome guest, not an unwelcome pest. And how do you craft the follow up so that you're not just pestering the people you're following up with, where it really is something that they're like, oh, wow, I'm so glad you called.
0: So what we do is we do in a very friendly and nurturing approach. And that is we just call up and say, hey, um, you know, it's me, I'm calling from XYZ company, did I catch you at a bad time? And they're like, no, what's going on? Usually they say, no, what's going on? We're like, hey, the reason I'm calling is the fact that you have downloaded the, uh, you know, a lead magnet or attended a webinar or you were a customer before, or you know, right now, I'm just calling, check in, what's going on, what's happening in your, in your life? And then depending on the type of campaign that we're doing, we would say something like, I'm sure you, you, you didn't wanna waste your time by downloading this checklist or the book or whatnot. Do you mind if we talk about that? And then we dig into what's the biggest challenge? What's going on? Is this a pressing issue? So work on qualifying them. Is this something you wanna deal with? If they say, yes, great, we work on booking an appointment. If they say, no, it's not, then we're like, no problem. Can I call you back later, right? Do you want me to call you back later? If they say no, okay, no problem. Sometimes they say, you know, take me off your list. No problem, we'll take you off. We wanna focus and keep going until they're ready and at a point where they wanna deal with that problem. And then we always ask for a referral. If if they're ready to go, if they're not ready to go, we just say, hey, who do you know that is maybe having a problem with their follow-up? And then sometimes we get referrals out of that. So we just, to your question, we do it in a very friendly, nurturing approach. Sometimes people say, I don't wanna be salesy. And I'm like, then don't be salesy. Just be nice about it,
1: (laughs) (laughs) right? It's so simple. It's so much of this, like we want to overcomplicate it, and we want to think that there's all sort of magic to it. But so much of it is just being a regular human being, isn't it? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Uh, And you'd be surprised how often, like people carry a problem forward for years and years. They have the capacity to do that, and. I've had deals in my agency days where I followed up with a customer about five years until we, we redid and redesigned their website. And all it took me was a simple two-minute phone call every six months or every four months for five years to secure that deal. And it was a big deal, right? And so the problem is that people go out there, spend a lot of time and money to find these leads, but then they don't follow up with them.
1: Well, and, and I think what you're talking about is not just not just throwing them into an autoresponder sequence and trusting that somehow the, the emails will do their work. I mean, there's a place for that, for sure. We use yeah, a lot yeah. of that, but but really you're taking it kind of a step further. Um, and so I, I would imagine that for a lot of the companies you work with, do you have to have them kind of start asking for a little more information when people opt into things and, and they get new leads?
0: For sure. So uh, some of them don't don't uh, ask for phone numbers, and that's why we get them to change under uh, forms. So either mandatory or optional, and then we start doing campaigns to the existing list to start collecting phone numbers, so we can follow up with them. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, as you're working with somebody you know new, and you've got a new business coming in, are there places where? Like you're looking at it and you go, wow, you're leaving money on the table all over the place. I mean, do you find Uh, more more than just the follow up? Yeah. What are some of the places where people are kind of letting money leak out of the bucket?
0: So um, first place is when they do new lead gen, they bring all these leads in, spend a lot of time, money and effort. These people come in and the stats are about 48% of salespeople never follow up. Not even once, right? and so that's the first place they leave a lot of money on the table somebody raised their hand they showed interest they came in but i either didn't have the time the manpower and the resources to follow up with them second big place is the people once they secure a customer they don't properly follow up with an existing customer as long as they're paying we're good we that's where that comes handy for a lot of people they say i don't want to bother them right as long as they're paying, I don't want to bother them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and so that's the second place. And the third place people leave money on the table is past customers. Someone came through, they bought my stuff, we served them and they're gone now. And we have the capacity to get two things from them. One is reactivate them, bring them back as a, as a customer. Uh, maybe go through a course again, maybe there's other products and services we could deliver and do for them and then the other piece is getting referrals from those guys because they came through they had an experience with with what we did so the the trust credibility and expertise are established and it's a lot easier to get referrals from past customers and existing customers than anyone else so those are yeah, three I mean, places
1: yeah and those are I, those are all big buckets for people i mean Huge. they're yeah tr- tremendous opportunity it's i it still floors me that that people tell you, well, I don't I don't want to bug them because, you know, they're paying, you know, like, there's more opportunity there. In fact, that was our entire my first business, that was our entire strategy. You know, we called it kind of getting our hooks. in. once we got once we got a client, we were just like, you know, digging and digging and digging, looking for all the different ways we could help. Like, where are all the problems here? You know, because they've all they've obviously got more than one problem that they're dealing with. And Absolutely. I always wanted to know what all of them were because we could then figure out ways to serve them better. Helped them, 100%. Um, you know, and, and we built a multi-seven figure business
0: just doing that. 100%. I, I think I could be wrong, but I remember Kennedy talking about becoming their trusted advisor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Am I, Did you hear that from him as well? I've heard a number of people talk about that, but he, I think he's, he's yeah. one of them, so... He's one of them. And and so you wouldn't just automatically become their trusted advisor. You have to be in touch and stay in touch and have conversations with them. There has to be a relationship where you would call up and say, even if you, so, you know how I talk about calling them with a friendly, nurturing approach? Like sometimes I call my customers not to sell. I just call to say, hi, let's go grab coffee. And then, so sometimes I say, "What, what what are your biggest challenges right now? And they're like, you know what? I'm working on hiring. Then I'd be like, do you want me to introduce, introduce you to a recruiter or someone who can help you with that and help them fix that problem or whatever they're dealing with to be the go-to person and to be the trusted advisor so that we could do more with them. And yeah, none of these strategies are hard, are they? No, it's like super easy. And people, like you said, they try to complicate things, right? <laughs> And then when he, when you give them like, look, dude, it's so simple. Just pick up the phone and have a friendly conversation. They're like, no, 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 no. So and so said, there's three hundred seventy steps in doing this. I don't think it's going to get done that easy. So. Yeah, people think that, that
1: there are all these steps that they've got to have the magic words that you know that it, it's more complicated than it is, and it it really doesn't need to be. And uh, you know, and and so it sounds to me like what you're advocating is just kind of being on a systematic, you know, schedule where you're talking to everybody, not always showing up to sell, because if you show up to sell all the time, they'll sort of now understand why you're there. Uh, Yeah, I I would imagine, right? Um, Absolutely. So talk a little bit about, you know, the the outsourcing of this, because I think for a lot of people who are listening, they might be going, Oh, yeah, I know, we need to do that. But wouldn't it be weird if I didn't have somebody that was on my team calling? You know and and how would 100%. they how would they be able to kind of build that relationship
0: so what we do is we actually very first thing that we do is we go through their funnel and through their offer so we understand their funnel understand the offer uh come up with questions that we have come up with a list of faqs uh for all the questions that we're going to have to answer on the phone things that we, we anticipate would be happening questions that we're going to have to answer about the details of their offer what's included what's not included the pricing going over and understanding their values, the history of the company and whatnot. Then the next step that we do is we create the scripts for for our agents so that uh, that's the script that they're going to be using. And then we send the scripts back to our customers once they approve it, then we start dialing. So uh, And then so we would call on our customer's behalf, say, hey, Mustafa here, I work with Steve Gorton. Uh, I just calling to say hi and you know follow the script and uh, it, it wouldn't be any different than having a, a team member on your own team except the, the, the thing that we do the advantage is we will take care of finding them, training them, improving their performance and if we lose them we again work on replacing them and so it's the same process except that we will deal with all the training and finding them and the rest of it So, and then as time goes by you know in the beginning there is always obviously it won't be it's not as smooth in the beginning i'll be honest and upfront but as our agents work on an account and work on the script it just gets better and better and optimized on an ongoing basis
1: well and i, I would imagine they get more and more familiar with the business that they're representing um certainly get i would imagine would get easier from that perspective um, yeah so so we've talked about the importance of follow up, we've talked about kind of how to go about it in this sort of human way. And you've touched on referrals and, you know, obviously I've got a pretty good background in referrals. I'm curious when you're you're making these calls and you're having these conversations, how do you position the referral ask? Is it just a direct ask or is it, you know, what what's the what's the approach there and and what's the sort of response rate that you get from people?
0: So response rate is anywhere from one to 10%, depending on what portion of the list that we're calling, uh, existing customers and past customers definitely have a higher response rate in terms of getting referrals. And we just simply ask, and, uh, can I share a tip about times to ask for a referral? Yeah, please. The best time is right. First time is when they sign up for your service or product, when they make it for purchase not a day after, not seven days or a month after. When they make a decision, we ask them, well, who else do you know that might be interested in this? So that, that's the first best time. Second best times with an S at the end are times where you deliver a result. When they experience the results, when they experience their emotions and they are high on the emotions, they know what's happening, that's the best second best time to ask for a referral and a mistake that I see a lot of people and I'm guilty of this as well is let's say I, I sign up a customer and we're like let's just make sure that we we, we turn this guy's business into a seven-figure business and then I'm going to ask for a referral and sometimes it takes six months to a year to four years and I just help back from asking for a referral right there's not like uh, you would be hurting yourself let's say that that uh so those are the two good places to ask for referrals. And so we would just, at the end of our conversations, again, depending on how it goes, we ask for a referral in a nice way, just curious, who else do you know that might need help with X or is having these challenges?
1: Yeah, and so you're, you're just building that into all the interactions and, yeah. and now the businesses get this automatic boost because people, you, know, you talk to enough people, you ask that question enough times, people are going to have you know, a thought come to their mind. Oh, so and so would be great, and now you've got a new lead referred in. So, and and I I think that's a great approach, um, and it's complementary to to a lot of what we do as well. So, you know, it, it, I think the key is being systematic about it. I mean, that's what Makes I so. see you helping your clients do is that you're you're kind of taking it out of the wishing and hoping method and. And you're giving them you know a a real predictable way to make sure that you know you're asking that question as often as uh you know as you can um you know the really interesting thing there we've seen the same thing with referrals that that you know in our methodology that you can get those referrals right immediately when they buy but most people think oh i need to go prove myself right you know like they wouldn't be willing yet um and i i always believe that it's not because you know, people don't refer because that you've proven yourself. I mean, yes, that does happen, but they mostly refer people that they like. Yeah. And they probably like you better in that moment that they've purchased than at any other moment in the relationship.
0: For sure. Because yeah, they just they just paid you. They just proved that they, they like and trust you with their funds. And uh, I've, I've seen people, what they say they like me. But they don't refer as much, right? Because there is they, the financial commitment is not there. So uh, you're absolutely right. Can I add one more tip about getting referrals? Yeah. So if, if someone says yes, uh, Mustafa, I know someone that has a referral problem or a follow up problem or whatever the problem is, then we say, would it be all right if I give you and send you an introduction template so you could use it to introduce us to your to your buddy just to make your life easier and feel free to edit and modify, right? That way you're giving, cause coming up with that email and crafting that message is tough and it takes time. By giving them the, the, the introduction template, you just make their life a lot easier, right? And you're like, look, edit and modify to your liking. Would it be all right if I email it to you or text it to you? And I've never said, I've never heard anybody say, no, I don't want that. And that just makes, you make their life easier and giving them the tools that they need to introduce you to their network
1: you know when they make the referral do you then handle the follow-up for the company to to get that person sort of into
0: the sales process uh yeah yes and so depending depending on the customer so Mm -hmm. we could follow up and say hey you know so-and-so referred you would it be all right if you book a time to chat and then or and then we would get on a call to book an appointment for our customer Mm -hmm. and or if the customer wants to Follow up on the referrals themselves. Then we would just send them the referral referees information, and they would follow up on that. Yeah, and, but chances um, are, if we do it, it would be more effective.
1: Well, because it's going to happen. Yes, right, right. If, if you, you cannot pass it rely off. on them, <laughs> I know that's that's always the way, and it's unfortunate. But I mean, it, it, I also understand. You know, most people are so overwhelmed running their business that they lose sight of some of these things and if they're not naturally inclined to do it anyway then it's sort of even more difficult to get them to do it so you know I I, I understand it uh but I also know they're leaving a lot of money on the table so um
0: sure, sure. Mustafa,
1: I know you've got a uh, resource that you wanted to share with folks tell us a little bit about that and and where people can get it
0: so uh, I'm sharing the blueprint to a uh, simple retention formula this is the step-by-step process to improve and increase your Uh, customer retention rate, and improve your follow-up process. It's a blueprint. It's a PDF. You can download it at persayo.com forward slash VQ. That's P-E-R-S-Y-O dot com forward slash V as in vector, Q as in Quora. And then you can download the uh, blueprint there. And uh, we're just putting the finishing touches to to my book, Simple Retention Formula. And once you get the blueprint, you're going to get a free copy of my book as well.
1: That's awesome and, and very generous. Thank you for sharing that. So I, I'd love to kind of dig in a little bit to this idea of retention. You know, we've talked about referrals and we've talked about follow-up and all of that, but how does retention play into the, the follow-up process? Talk a little bit about your strategy there.
0: For sure. So um a lack of retention comes from a lack of one of the reasons is lack of follow-up, right? So, one, and that's when people don't stay in touch with their customers. And that's where customer service maybe is lacking and problems that is happening maybe in delivery of the product and the service. So, but if we stay in touch properly, we would know of the problems and that way we could fix them and address them and we get to keep our customers. Am I making sense? Completely. Yeah. And so the problem with customer retention and some, so many customers, companies don't do well with it is because they don't follow up and once they stay in touch maybe pick up the phone maybe through simple emails or text messages and whatnot Uh, once you stay in touch with your customers you can address the issues you get to keep them and then the lifetime value of your customers go up and uh, you get to get referrals and they're happier once they're happy you're happy and a lot of good things happen so that's how they tie into each other
1: yeah and i i it makes perfect sense. Um, and the fact that you're now got, you know, you're a solution for people, you're you're giving them a way to sort of offload this so that it's just going to get done to me is, um, is so smart. So we'll link that up in the show notes. So folks, if you're driving, you don't have to worry about trying to copy it down or remember it. Um, we'll link it in the show notes and, and it'll be on your podcast player, or you can find it on our website under this episode. And uh, I, I'm just Excited to talk to somebody else who believes and follow up as much as I do, and uh, I'm I'm thankful that you came and share some of your wisdom with us today. So, Mustafa thank, Asani, you. thank you so much.
0: Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, and I really enjoyed our conversation, and I look forward to working together. Thanks for listening to
1: the Authority Builder podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the Million Dollar Book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than ninety days, guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, Work with me and my team to get your book done and bringing in business. Email me at steve at com and put I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.